54. Ism in India had been Brahmin persecution. The now accessible older authorities, with one doubtful exception, make no mention of persecution. On the other hand, the comparison we are now able to make between the canonical books of the older Buddhism and the later texts of the following centuries, shows a continual decline from the old standpoint, a continual approximation of the Buddhist views to those of the other philosophies and religions of India. We can see now that the very event which seemed, in the eyes of the world, to be the most striking proof of the success of the new movement, the conversion and strenuous support, in the 3rd century BC of Asoka, the most powerful ruler India had had, only hastened the decline, the adhesion of large numbers of nominal converts, more especially from the newly incorporated and less advanced provinces, produced weakness rather than strength in the movement for reform, the day of compromise had come, Every relaxation of the old thrill-going position was welcomed and supported by converts only half-converted, and so the margin of difference between the Buddhists and their opponents gradually faded almost entirely away. The soul theory, step by step, gained again the upper hand. The popular gods and the popular superstitions are once more favored by Buddhists themselves. The philosophical basis of the old ethics is overshadowed by new speculations, and even the old ideal of life. The salvation of the Areha to be one in this world and in this world only, by self-culture and self-mastery, is forgotten, or mentioned only to be condemned. The end was inevitable. The need of a separate organization became less and less apparent. The whole pantheon of the Vedic gods, with the ceremonies and the sacrifices associated with them, passed indeed away. But the ancient Buddhism, the party of reform, was overwhelmed also in its fall, and modern Hinduism arose on the ruins of both authorities, the attention of the few scholars at work on the subject being directed to the necessary first step of publishing the ancient authorities, the work of exploring them, of analyzing and classifying the data they contain, has as yet been very imperfectly done, the annexed list contains only the most important works, texts, POLE Text Society, 57 volumes. J. Ataka, 7 volumes, Education Fausboil, 1877-1897, Vinaya, 5 volumes, Education Oldenburg, 1879-1883, Dimapada, Education Fausboil, 2nd Education 1900, Didi of Education Cowell and Neal, 1882, Mavastu, Education Senart, 3 volumes, 1882-1897, Mudakarita, Education Cowell, 1892, Melinda Panho, Education Trankner, 1880, Translations, Vinaya Texts, by R.H.E.S. Davids and Oldenburg, 3 volumes, 1881-1885, Dimapada, by Max Mueller, and Sudanipada, by Fausboil, 1881, Questions of Kin Melinda, by R.H.E.S. Davids, 2 volumes, 1890-1894, Buddhist Suttas, by R.H.E.S. Davids, 1881, Sadarma Pundar by Kern, 1884, Buddhist Malayana Texts, by Cowell and Max Mueller, 1894 All the Above in the Sacred Books of the East, J. Ataka, Volume I by R. H. East Davids, under the title Buddhist Birth Stories, 1880, Volumes, I. I. by Chalmers, Neil, Francis, and Rouse, 1895-1897, Buddhism in Translations, by Warren. 1896, Buddhist Iski by Neumann, 1892, Lider Dier Muenchen 1899, by the same, Dialogues of the Buddha, by R. H. East Davids, 
1899, Diren Gautama by Neumann, three volumes, 1899-1903, Buddhist Psychology, by Mrs. R. H. East Davids, 1900, Manuals, Monographs, and C. Buddhism, by R. H. East Davids, 1200, 20,0, 20,0, 20,0, 20,0, 20,0, 20,0, 20,0, 20,0, 20,0, 20,0, 20,0, 20,0, 20,0, 20,0, 20,0, 20,0, 20,0, 20,0, 20,0, 20
119. Dida, I-38. See Journal of the Peoli Text Society, 1896, pages 87-92. B-U-D-A-B-U-D-A-B-U-S. French scholar. Was born at Paris. He went to the University of Orléans to study law. But for several years, being possessed of ample means, he led an idle and dissipated life. When about 24 years of age he was seized with a sudden passion for study, and made rapid progress, particularly in the Latin and Greek languages. The work which gained him greatest reputation was his De Asset Party Bus 1514, a treatise on ancient coins and measures. He was held in high esteem by Francis I who was persuaded by him, and by Jean du Belli, Bishop of Narbonne, to found the Collegium Trilingae, afterwards the College de France, and the library at Fontainebleau which was removed to Paris and was the origin of the Bibliothèque Nationale. He also induced Francis to refrain from prohibiting printing in France, which had been advised by the Sorbonne in 1533. He was sent by Louis XII to Rome as ambassador to Alio X and in 1522 was appointed maitre des Riquetes and was several times prévôt des Mercans. He died in Paris on the 23rd of August 1540. Buda was also the author of annotations in Exexivi. Libros Pandectarum 1508, which, by the application of philology and history, had a great influence on the study of Roman law, and of commentary lingui Greci 1529, an extensive collection of lexicographical notes, which contributed greatly to the study of Greek literature in France. Buda corresponded with the most learned men of his time, amongst them Erasmus, who called him the marvel of France, and Thomas More. He wrote with equal facility in Greek and Latin, although his Latin is inferior to his Greek, being somewhat harsh and full of Greek constructions, his request that he should be buried at night, and his widow's open profession of Protestantism at Geneva where she retired after his death, caused him to be suspected of leanings towards Calvinism. At the time of the massacre of St. Bartholomew, the members of his family were obliged to flee from France. Some took refuge in Switzerland where they worthily upheld the traditions of their house, while others settled in Pomerania under the name Buddha or Buddhas. V.04p.0695 Silroy, Vita Gbudi 1540, Rebent, Gbuda, des Aedudes Grex and France 1846, E. Debuda, Vita Gbuda 1884, who refutes the idea of his ancestors' Protestant views, Hosier, La Maison de Buda, L. Delaruli. Aude sur l'humanisme français 1907. B.U.D.E. A small seaport and watering place in the Lancaston Parliamentary Division of Cornwall, England. On the north coast at the mouth of the River Buda, with the market town of Stratton, 11 to meters inland to the east. It forms the urban district of Stratton and Buda, with a population 1901 of 2308. Buda is served by a branch of the London and South Western Railway. Its only notable building is the early English parish church of St. Michael and All Angels. The climate is healthy and the coast scenery in the neighborhood fine, especially towards the south. There the gigantic cliffs, with their banded stratas, have been broken into fantastic forms by the waves. Many ships have been wrecked on the jagged reefs which fringe their base. The figurehead of one of these, the Bensalon, lost in 1862, is preserved in the churchyard, the harbor sheltered by a breakwater, will admit vessels of 300 tons at high water, and the river has been dammed to form a basin for the canal which runs to a Lancaston. Some fishing is carried on, but the staple trade is the export of sand, which, 
being highly charged with carbonate of lime, is much used for manure. There are golf links near the town. The currents in the bay make bathing dangerous. B-U-D-G-L-L. Used as 1686-1737. English man of letters. The son of Dr. Gilbert Budgell. Was born on the 19th of August 1686 at St. Thomas. Near Exeter. He matriculated in 1705 at Trinity College. Oxford. And afterwards joined the Inner Temple. London. But instead of studying law he devoted his whole attention to a literature. Addison. Who was first cousin to his mother. Befriended him. And. On being appointed secretary to a Lord Warden, Lord Lieutenant of Ireland in 1710, took Budgell with him as one of the clerks of his office. Budgell took part with Steele and Addison in writing the tailor. He was also a contributor to the Spectator and the Guardian, his papers being marked with an X in the former, and with an asterisk in the latter. He was subsequently made Under Secretary to Addison, Chief Secretary to the Lords Justices of Ireland, and Deputy Clerk of the Council and became a member of the Irish Parliament, in 1717, when Addison became Principal Secretary of State in England. He procured for Budgell the place of Accountant and Comptroller General of the Revenue in Ireland, but the next year, the Duke of Bolton being appointed Lord Lieutenant, Budgell wrote a lampoon against the Webster, his secretary, this led to his being removed from his post of Accountant General, upon which he returned to England, and, contrary to the advice of Addison, published his case in a pamphlet. In the year 1720 he lost L20.000 by the South Sea Scheme, and afterwards spent L5000 more in unsuccessful attempts to get into Parliament. He began to write pamphlets against the Ministry, and published many papers in the Craftsman. In 1733 he started a weekly periodical called The Bee, which he continued for more than a hundred numbers, by the will of Matthew Tindall, the Deist, who died in 1733. A legacy of 2,000 guineas was left to Budgell, but the bequest which had, it was alleged, been inserted in the will by Budgell himself was successfully disputed by Tyndall's nephew and nearest heir, Nicholas Tyndall, who translated and wrote a continuation of the history of England of Paul de Rapp in Thoyers, hence Pope's lines, let Budgell charge Low Grub Street on his quill, and write wait sir he pleased accept his will. Budgell is said to have sold the second volume of Tyndall's Christianity as old as the creation to Bishop Gibson, by whom it was destroyed. The scandal caused by these transactions ruined him. On the 4th of May 1737, after filling his pockets with stones, he took a boat at Somerset Stairs, and while the boat was passing under the bridge threw himself into the river. On his desk was found a slip of paper with the words, What Cato did, and Addison approved. Cannot be wrong. Besides the works mentioned above, he wrote a translation 1714 of the characters of Theophrastus. He never married, but left a natural daughter, Anne Eustace, who became an actress at Drury Lane. See Chipper's Lives of the Poets, Volume B Epistle to Dr. Arbuthnot, Lines 378-379. Budget originally from a Gallic word meaning sack, Latinized as bulga, leather wallet or bag, thence an for boget, from which the ang form is derived, the name applied to an account of the ways and means by which the income and expenditure for a definite period are to be balanced, generally by a finance minister for his state, or by analogy for smaller bodies, the term first came into use in England about 1760, in the United Kingdom the Chancellor of the Exchequer, usually in April, lays before the House of Commons a statement of the actual results of revenue and expenditure in the past finance year now ending March 31st showing how far his estimates have been realized. 
and what surplus or deficit there has been in the income as compared with the expenditure. This is accompanied by another statement in which the Chancellor gives an estimate of what the produce of the revenue may be in the year just entered upon, supposing the taxes and duties to remain as they were in the past year, and also an estimate of what the expenditure will be in the current year, if the estimated revenue, after allowing for normal increase of the principal sources of income, be less than the estimated expenditure. This is deemed a case for the imposition of some new, or the increase of some existing, tax or taxes. On the other hand, if the estimated revenue shows a large surplus over the estimated expenditure, there is room for remitting or reducing some tax or taxes, and the extent of this relief is generally limited to the amount of surplus realized in the previous year. The Chancellor of the Exchequer has to take Parliament into confidence on his estimates, both as regards revenue and expenditure, and these estimates are prepared by the various departments of the administration. They are divided into two parts the consolidated fund services and the supply services, the first comprising the civil list, debt charge, pensions and courts of justice, while the supply includes the remaining expenditure of the country, as the army, the navy, the civil service and revenue departments, the post office and telegraph services, the consolidated fund services are an annual charge, fixed by statute, and alterable only by statute, but the supply services may be gone through in detail item by item, by the House of Commons, which forms itself into a committee of supply for the purpose. These items can be criticized, and reduced but not increased by amendments proposed by private members. The Committee of Ways and Means also a committee of the whole House votes the supplies when granted and originates all taxes. The resolutions of these committees are reported to the House, and when the taxation and expenditure obtain the assent of Parliament, The results as thus adjusted become the final budget estimate for the year, and are passed as the Finance Act. This system of annual review and adjustment of the public finances obtains not only in the British colonies, but in British India, the Indian budget, giving the results of income and expenditure in the year ending 31st of December, and the prospective estimates, is laid before the Imperial Parliament in the course of the ensuing session. The budget, though modified by different forms, has also long been practiced in France, the United States, and other constitutional countries, and has in some cases been adopted by autocratic powers. Russia began the publication of annual budgets in 1866, Egypt has followed the example, so also has Turkey. By an imperial decree of 1875, all countries agree in taking a yearly period, but the actual date of commencement varies considerably. The German and Danish financial year like that of the United Kingdom, begins on the 1st of April, in France, Belgium and Austria, it begins on the 1st of January, in Italy, Spain, the United States and Canada, on the 1st of July, V.04P.0696 previously to 1832, however, the English financial year ran from the 1st of January to the 31st of December, it may be mentioned that this really introduced a budget on which he was defeated in the autumn of 1852, and in 1860, owing to the ratification of the commercial treaty with France, the budget was introduced on the 10th of February, in 1859, through a change of administration, the budget was not introduced until the 18th of July, while in 1880 there were two budgets, one introduced in March under Disraeli's administration, and the other in June, under Gladstone's administration, National budgets are to be discriminated one as budgets passing under parliamentary scrutiny and debate from year to year, and two budgets emitted on executive authority, 
in most constitutional countries the procedure is somewhat of a mean between the extremes of the United Kingdom and the United States. In the United Kingdom the budget is placed by the executive before the whole house, without any previous examination except by the cabinet, and it is scrutinized by the house sitting as a committee, in the majority of countries. However, the budget undergoes a preliminary examination by a specially selected committee, which has the power to make drastic changes in the proposals of the executive, in the United States. On the other hand, the budget practically emanates from Congress, for there is no connection between the executive and the legislative departments. The estimates prepared by the various executive departments are submitted to the House of Representatives by the Secretary of the Treasury. With these estimates two separate committees deal. The Committee on Ways and Means deals with taxation, and the Committee on Appropriations with expenditure. The latter committee is divided into various subcommittees, each of which brings in an appropriation bill for the department or subject with which it is charged. There are also, in all the greater countries, local and municipal taxations and expenditures of only less account than the national, in federal governments such as the United States, the German Empire, or the Argentine Republic. The budgets of the several states of the Federation have to be consulted, as well as the federal budgets, for a knowledge of the finances, authorities, Sturm, a budget, Sun Historia at Sun Mechanisme 1889, which gives a comparative study of the budgets of different countries, is the best book upon the subject, see also Siedler, Budget and Budget Trust 1885, Sandal, Weber Budget Trust 1890, Besson. Control des Budgets and France at Electra 1899, Bastable. Public Finance Third Education 1903, Eugenie Agar. The Budget in American Commonwealths New York, 1907. It was a name applied also to a leather-covered case or small coffer. Copgrave translates Moggett, a little coffer or trunk, covered with leather. It became a common word for a dispatch box in which official papers were kept. The Chancellor of the Exchequer thus was said to open his budget when he made his annual statement. Budini, an ancient nation in the Ange of the Scythian Cuvium Herodotus if. 21, 108, 109, probably on the middle course of the Volga about Samra. They are described as light-ed and red-haired, and live by hunting in their thick forests. They were probably Finns of the branch now represented by the Vosiaks and Permiaks, forced northwards by later immigrants. In their country was a wooden city inhabited by a distinct race, the Jaloni, who seem to have spoken an Indo-European tongue. Later writers add nothing to our knowledge, and are chiefly interested in the Tarandus, an animal which dwelt in the woods of the Boudini and seems to have been the reindeer Aristotelap. Ilion, Hist, Onim, XV, 33, E H M B U D W A I Jovis, a town of Bohemia, Austria, 80 meters SSW of Prague by rail. Pop. 1939.630. It is situated at the junction of the Melch with the Moldau, which here becomes navigable, and possesses a beautiful square, lined with fine arcade buildings, the principal one being the town hall, built in 1730 in Renaissance style. Other interesting buildings are the cathedral with its detached tower, dating from 1500, and the marine kirche with fine cloisters. Budways has a large, varied and growing industry which comprises the manufacture of chemicals, matches, paper, machinery, bricks and tiles, corn and sawmills, boat building, bell founding and black league pencils. It is the principal commercial center of South Bohemia, being an important railway junction, as well as a river port, and carries on a large trade in corn, timber, lignite, 
salt, industrial products and beer, the latter mostly exported to America. It is the seal of a bishop since 1783, and is the center of a German enclave in Czech Bohemia, but the Czech element is steadily increasing, and the population of the town was in 1908-60 Czech. The railway from Budways to Lynch, late in 1827 for horse cars, was the first line constructed in Austria, a little to the north, in the Moldau Valley, stands the beautiful castle of Frauenburg, belonging to Prince Schwarzenberg. It stands on the site formerly occupied by a 14th century castle, and was built in the middle of the 19th century, after the model of Windsor Castle. The old town of Budways was founded in the 13th century by Budavach the Kof, father of Zavi versus of Falkenstein. In 1265 Otto Karii founded the new town, which was soon afterwards created a royal city. Charles Ivy and his son Wenceslaus granted the town many privileges, although mainly Catholic. But Ways declared for King George Pov bread, and in 1468 was taken by the Crusader Sunders Dunko of Stenberg. From this time the town remained faithful to the royal cause, and in 1547 was granted by the Emperor Ferdinand the privilege of ranking at the Diet next to Prague and Pilsen. After the outbreak of the Thirty Years' War but Ways was confirmed in all its privileges. Buell, Don Carlos 1818-1898, American soldier, was born near Marietta. Ohio, on the 23rd of March 1818, he graduated at West Point in 1841, and as a company officer of infantry took part in the Seminole War of 1841-42 and the Mexican War, during which he was present at almost all the battles fought by Generals Taylor and Scott, winning the brevet of Captain at Monterey, and that of Major at Contreras Cherubusco, where he was wounded. From 1848 to 1861 he performed various staff duties chiefly as assistant adjutant general. On the outbreak of the Civil War he was appointed lieutenant colonel on the 11th of May 1861, brigadier general of volunteers a few days later, and major general of volunteers in March 1862. He aided efficiently in organizing the Army of the Potomac, and, at the instance of General McClellan, was sent, in November 1861, to Kentucky to succeed General William T. Sherman in command. Here he employed himself in the organization and training of the Army of the Ohio subsequently of the Cumberland, which to the end of its career retained a standard of discipline and efficiency only surpassed by that of the Army of the Potomac. In the spring of 1862 Buell followed the retiring Confederates under Sidney Johnston, and appeared on the field of Shiloh QV at the end of the first day's fighting. On the following day, aided by Buell's fresh and well-trained army, Grant carried all before him. Buell subsequently served under Halleck in the advance on Corinth, and in the autumn commanded in the campaign in Kentucky against Bragg. After a period of maneuvering in which Buell scarcely held his own, this virtually ended in the indecisive battle of Perryville. The alleged tardiness of his pursuit, and his objection to a plan of campaign ordered by the Washington authorities, brought about Buell's removal from command, with all his gifts as an organizer and disciplinarian. He was haughty in his dealings with the civil authorities and, in high command, he showed, on the whole, a necessary tardiness of movement and an utter disregard for the requirements of the political situation. Moreover, as McClellan's friend, holding similar views, adverse politically to the administration, he suffered by McClellan's displacement. The complaints made against him were investigated in 1862-1863, but the result of the investigation was not published. Subsequently he was offered military employment which he declined, 
he resigned his volunteer commission in May, and his regular commission in June 1864. He was president of Green River Ironworks 1865-1870, and subsequently engaged in various mining enterprises. He served 1885-1889 as pension agent at Louisville. He died near Rockport, Kentucky, on the 19th of November 1898. A Pacific port of Columbia, in the department of Cauca, about 210 meters WSW of Bogota, Pop, about 1200. The town is situated on a small island, called Cascagel, at the head of a broad estuary or bay projecting inland from the Bay of Choco and 10 meters from its mouth. Its geographical position is lat. 3 degrees 48 and long, 77 degrees 12 W. The estuary is deep enough for vessels of 24 feet draft and affords an excellent harbor. Duane Aventura is a port of call for two lines of steamers English V.04P.0697 and German and is the Colombian landing place of the West Coast Cable. The town is mean in appearance, and has a very unhealthy climate, oppressively hot and humid. It is the port for the upper basin of the Cauca, an elevated and fertile region, with two large commercial centers, Popayan and Cali. In 1907 a railway was under construction to the latter, and an extension to Bogota was also projected. Buenos Aires, a maritime province of Argentina, South America bounded in by the province of Santa Fe and Ontario's, Rios, E by the latter, the low plate estuary, and the Atlantic, S by the Atlantic, and W by the territories Gobernaciones of Rio Negro and Las Pampas, and the provinces of Cordoba and Santa Fe. Its area is 117.812 square meters making it the largest province of the republic. It is also the most populous, even excluding the federal district. An official estimate of 1903 giving it a population of 1.251.000. Although it has a frontage of over 900 meters on the low plate and the Atlantic, the province has but few good natural ports, the best being Bahia Blanca, where the Argentine government has constructed a naval port, and Ensenada Low Plata, where extensive artificial basins have been constructed for the reception of ocean-going steamers. San Nicolas in the extreme north has a fairly good river port. While at Buenos Aires a costly artificial port has been constructed, in its general aspect the province forms a part of the Great Treeless Plain extending from the Atlantic and Low Plate estuary westward to the Andes. A fringe of small tangled wood covers the low river banks and delta region of the Paraná between San Nicolas and Buenos Aires, thence southward to the Gia Blanca the seashore is low and sandy, with a zone of lagoons and partially submerged lands immediately behind. The southeastern and central parts of the province are low and marshy, and their effective drainage has long been an urgent problem. Two ranges of low mountains extend partly across the southern part of the province the first from March del Plata, on the coast, in a northeast direction, known at different points as the Sierra del Vulcan 885 feet Sierra de Tandil 1476 feet and Sierra Gaia, and the second and shorter range nearer the Gia Blanca, having the same general direction known at different points as the Sierra Pilawinko and Sierra de la Ventana 35-43 feet. The country is well watered with numerous lakes and small rivers, the largest river being the Rio Salado del Sud, which rises near the northwestern boundary and flows entirely across the province in a southeasterly direction with a course of about 360 meters. The Rio Colorado crosses the extreme southern extension of the province, a distance of about 80 meters but its mouth is obstructed and its lower course is subject to occasional disastrous inundations. 
Cattle raising naturally became the principal industry of this region soon after its settlement by the Spaniards, and sheep raising on a profitable basis was developed about the middle of the 19th century. Toward the end of that century the exports of wool, livestock and dressed meats reached enormous proportions. There is a large export of jerk beef tasses sold to Brazil and Cuba, and of livestock to Europe, South Africa and neighboring South American republics. Much attention also has been given to raising horses, asses, mules, swine and goats, all of which thrive on these grassy plains. Butter and cheese making have gained considerable prominence in the province since 1890, and butter has become an article of export. Little attention had been given to cereals up to 1875, but subsequently energetic efforts were made to increase the production of wheat, Indian corn, linseed, barley, oats and alfalfa so that by the end of the century the exports of wheat and flour had reached a considerable value. In 1895 there were 3.400.000 acres under cultivation in the province, and in 1900 the area devoted to wheat alone aggregated 1.960.000 acres. Fruit growing also has made good progress, especially on the islands of the Paraná Delta, and Argentine peaches, pears, strawberries, grapes and figs are highly appreciated. The navigation of the Paraná is at all times difficult, and is impossible for the larger ocean-going steamers. The greater part of the trade of the northern and western provinces, therefore, must pass through the ports of Buenos Aires and Ensenada, at which an immense volume of business is concentrated. All the great trunk railways of the Republic pass through the province and converge at these ports, and from them a number of transatlantic steamship lines carry away the products of its fertile soil. The province is also liberally supplied with branch railways. In the far south the new port of Bahia Blanca has become prominent in the export of wool and wheat. The principal cities and towns of the province apart from Buenos Aires and its suburbs of Belgrano and Flores are its capital located, Bahia Blanca, San Nicolas, a river port on the Paraná 150 meters by rail northwest of Buenos Aires, with a population 1901 of 13.000, Pop. 5419 and 1895, the former river port of Buenos Aires on one of the channels of the Paraná, 51 meters by rail northwest of that city, and the site of the first factory in Argentina 1883 for freezing mutton for export, Chavilcoy, an important interior town, with a population 1901 of 15.000, Pergamino 9540 in 1895, a northern inland railway center, March del Plata a popular seaside resort 250 meters by rail south of Buenos Aires, Eshul 9494, 10.